transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, well, welcome, welcome once again. Uh, it's another matinee edition, I suppose. It is. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. Uh, it is good to see you in the little box. On our little, our little Zoom box. That <laughs> yeah. Every week we talk about how we're going to do this in person. It just doesn't come together. <laughs> doesn't come together. Partially because the fucking smoke has yet to clear. Oh, my gosh. It has been gnarly. I mean... I feel very grateful that I'm not, we're like, we're at, we're at, we're not in like the thick of it, but holy yeah. fuck, even getting like the dude runoff is just terrible, dude. The smoke is, ugh. I had to, um, I had to run up to like past Seattle mm-hmm. and fuck the, um, driving back down through Seattle, passing over the bridge from North Seattle into the downtown area. Yeah. I couldn't fucking see the Space Needle. I couldn't see any of downtown. That's gnarly, dude. It was insane. I maybe could see like, I could see like all the road in front of me, but nothing in the distance. It was just a cloud. It was intense. Dang. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Hopefully, something comes through, man. Everybody. It's supposed to rain like four times in the next week. So I know everybody's. It's just the irony, right? Like everybody gripes about. Well, not necessarily gripes. Everybody gripes for a little bit and then is content with the fact that it rains so much. But right now, everybody's like, oh, my God, we really need the rain season to start. <laughs> Anyone that fucking complains about rain needs to move out of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that's just kind of straight up. Like, I, growing up on the other side of the state, didn't get any rain. And then, yeah. like, moving over here, it was at first, like, I, I liked the adjustment. I was like, cool, dude. Like, yeah. I, I didn't mind walking around getting rained on and shit. Like, yeah. that. I was immediately comfortable. But you, what you have to get used to is the the fact that like it doesn't stop being gray and rain rainy at, for like months. It's not Dude, just like the casual shit. The trade off is that like when the seasons change here, it's gorgeous. Like it, it's it's a beautiful place to live. But this isn't the podcast about nature. <laughs> Good point. Good point. You know. But do you know what's been raining down on us this week? What news? Oh, news! I thought. I always almost think people say nudes, but they're <laughs> oh, actually. Ooh, did you hear about that? Hey, we I did talk about say, this before we recorded. Perfect segue. So, <laughs> Captain America had a little uh, slip up. We'll say this this, this yeah. last uh, news cycle. Who? <laughs> uh, we could just leave it there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you. You can Google Look it. up I Chris thought, Evans on Twitter. I'm just going to say this. His, yeah, speaking of Twitter, find us on Twitter at Old Heart and Space. How uh, about Instagram? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're literally riding Chris Evans' dick on that one because we're just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So go out there and uh, find us on Twitter and find Chris Evans on Twitter because his response to like this whole thing, like, I think it was like one of the first tweets he posted after this was great. It was just like, now that I have your attention... 
vote on November 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody vote November 3rd. I was like, that's great. That's great. You said, <laughs> right off of that, too. Uh, but but and you're right, follow man. us on Instagram afterwards. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At Old Heart Radio. Uh, there you go. <laughs> we're on a roll. Uh, you're right, though. So we had plenty of like plenty of interesting news this week, uh, and we only cherry we cherry picked a few. Uh, yeah, for your, for this juicy podcast. Where should uh, we start? I, I I really want to start with just like the I want to start with the Star Wars. Let's start with Sweet. Star Wars. Um, Mandalorian, Mandalorian trailer dropped. Oh yeah. How excited are you for this? Dude, I'm fucking excited. It gives me a reason to have Disney Plus. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, finally, <laughs> like a reason for that <laughs> reoccurring purchase. Dude, it's the first season was sick. I hope this is good. I'm excited to potentially see Boba Fett. I'm excited oh. to potentially see Ahsoka. Oh, uh, that would yeah. be. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. This season, and you can tell from the trailer, it immediately opens up the scope of this show. Yeah. Like, like you saw X-Wings in the trailer. You see more Stormtroopers in, the, in this trailer. You see, like, more different, like, alien types. You see different planets. Like, and you stand there talking about finding a way to find some fucking Jedi. Yeah, which, little headcan here. Are we going to see a de-aged Mark Hamill at some point? Oh my god, dude! I would. I. I. They did it to Patrick Stewart for X Men. I'm so fucking down to do if to, if they did it to Mark. Dude, Hamill. we could see. We could see fucking kid Kylo Ren. We could see Mark Hamill. Like, who the what, fuck knows? What a wild like, connection! Like way to connect these two. That, that could. T- I mean, they totally could. Because like they were saying, they got to drop him off with the Jedi somehow. They got to find him. It's true, man. But we could see all the like. That's that's sort of the beauty of the Mandalorian. It's number one exploring a time in Star Wars in like the in the canon that hasn't really been touched on much. Yeah, true. So and like every everything feels like it's been focused on in between fucking the uh the Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. Mm-hmm. But then that gap between the uh the two the original trilogy and the new trilogy, there's like it's ripe for interesting content, but it really hasn't been touched on. Yeah, you're right, man. And and the, you're right. The Mandalorian really, really scratches that itch. And so yeah. I'm really looking forward to fucking seeing it. But that's not the only, you know, like that, that, that's the series that's moving along. But they already, they also have the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan series in development so right now. So I'm excited. So fucking excited for He already, he like released some, like he, he made some sort of comment saying that he is more excited about this series than he was about doing the prequels. Which like that's yeah, because, well, but going into those prequels, they didn't know that they were shit right away. So like, yeah, you know, maybe hind, maybe he's like using hindsight a little bit on that. Uh, I mean, but, looking at the like him on set with the prequels, some behind the scenes footage is really fucking funny. He must be happy to have like a better writer than George Lucas. That's what I mean. Like somebody that's like allowing him to like explore that character. And but I hear it's going to be like a limited series. So you know, I'm glad. I mean, like I feel. Don't I feel like, it. especially with like an Obi-Wan series, it's such an iconic character. They mm. can't push it too hard, you know? I the beauty agree, of like man. a limited series is like, you just do what you gotta do, and it's it's okay for something to end. Yeah, you tell uh, the story you're telling, and you, yeah. you beginning, middle, and end, you know? Yeah, which actually, I want to throw this out here quickly. It's not Star Wars, but mm-hmm. it's interesting news nonetheless. Um, 
Stranger Things got renewed for a fifth season. I was I was waiting to talk to you about this. I I've heard similar things like they released so it officially got re, like renewed yeah. for a fifth. So this is this is something interesting. Uh, the creators always said that they wanted it to be a four or five season show. Ooh. So it didn't exhaust its welcome. Um it's interesting to me. Yeah. That they're I'll, I'll, pushing it as far as they can. It makes me slightly worried. I agree, but I a little bit ago, like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I yeah. saw like a statement floating around from the creators of Stranger Things that were saying that like the story wasn't done after season four. Yeah, and so I yeah, like I, mean, I was wondering if that news if this news was coming, but like holy like I really hope I really hope they don't like beat this this you know Netflix yeah. horse to death because the show deserves to be ended on a on a right on a proper note you know i mean that's something that they've said since the beginning of the show is like after season one came out they were like we have a four or five season plan mm. and we're gonna run it that long and then it's gonna end so it's fascinating to me to see them i almost expected them to be done after season four because the scope is getting so large yeah it's like what the fuck are they gonna do after into, into a fifth season I thought so, four was going to be it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens, but uh, who knows? It, but, you know, I mean, yeah, it's exciting either way because I, I, the, pro- the progress of that show has always been kind of the evolution. It's of that so fun. It's just fun to watch. Uh, Back to Star Wars, though. Oh, well, you know, so there's also, I was just going to mention, like, they. I think that this is kind of contingent, sort of like what we were talking about last week with, like, Black Widow and Mulan and what we were talking about before the podcast. I think the uh, there's this idea of a young Mace Windu show, yeah, uh, which would be a really interesting character to follow, also. But I think that's really contingent on the success of the Obi Wan series. Yeah, I mean, with yeah, I mean, Mace Windu is one of those characters that didn't do shit in the movies. No, no. Or then have Samuel Jackson every once in a while, like say, like a boring one-liner. Yeah, he's a much bigger character in in the universe outside of the movie. Yeah, but, like the Clone Wars, he's a total badass. Oh, dude! Like the and the animated. Like, did you ever see the Cartoon Network animated like uh, Clone Wars series before? Yeah, yeah. The, the like, it looks like like Samurai Jack. Yeah, it's so yeah. fucking amazing. And Mace Windu in that sh- in that series is so badass. fucking badass, dude. He like, takes out like battalions by himself. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so one of those I, things. I, it's another character with. That's that's the beauty of properties like Star Wars, like Star mm-hmm. Wars, Harry Potter. You make the argument for like Stranger Things, Marvel. Mm-hmm. There's so much DC. Like there's so much depth, and there's so many random little bits that can be expanded on. Definitely. And, and so, you know, I'd be interested to see how Obi-Wan does and if they can pull off like feasibly some cool like Jedi looking shit and like, dude, if there's a, if there's a fucking, if there's ever a Mace Windu series, I'm next up champing the bit for Kit Fisto. (laughs) I mean, like the thing about it, I mean, like not to dwell on this too, too much, but like they could really do it with like any individual Jedi. Yeah, like they could just do like a limited series about like the storyline of like this Jedi, and then like they all end with Order sixty six. <laughs> Dude, what's the? There's gonna be the fucking Jar Jar Chronicles eventually. Oh God, no! Which Never. actually, there's like an in canon like novel that explains what he did after Order sixty six, and he's like he's like a street performer that's like that's like kicked the shit out of by pedestrians for ruining the society. I just don't. Like who's asking for a Jar Jar Binks story? I don't, I don't understand that. Dude, Darth Jar Jar. 
Darth Jar Jar. That's real, man. Yeah. He was actually the true. He was. It wasn't Palpatine. It was Darth Jar Jar pulling the strings the entire time. He was dude. behind Darth. He was behind Palpatine in that last. Dude, he was. Um, who, who, who was the fucking? Uh, yeah, dude. I I was in the I was in the Snoke is Jar Jar camp. I'm just fucking with you. I thought Jar. I thought Snoke was Plagueis. Fair enough. I mean, that's still. A, I mean, the Snoke was such a weird character. Uh, throw a throwaway character. We can we can go down that rabbit hole all fucking day. We can, but I just wanted to mention one more bit of news before we kind of turn to like the the rewatch and, and whatnot. But yeah, um, the the best probably the best news this week, the casting of uh, Jonathan Walters, I believe was his name. I'd have to like pull that back up. Jonathan yeah. Walters from the Lovecraft Country, which is a fucking awesome, weird, crazy show, by the way, on HBO. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Majors, Jesus. Majors. Uh, he's been cast supposedly as Kang the Conqueror in the Ant Man three. But then afterwards, there's another leak saying that he's supposed to be like an overarching villain after Ant Man, which makes sense. I mean, because yeah. Kang the Conqueror wouldn't be a one and done. It's just so cool to me that they're going to introduce him <laughs> in Ant Man three, but it immediately opens up the door for Doctor Doom, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, oh, Galactus, all the litany of characters that come with that circle. And because Dude, I mean, Kang the Conqueror mean- is a distant relative of reed richards and supposedly dr doom so dude fuck the fantastic four here i'm here for (laughs) iron lad you know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) dude i'm just saying like it could like it's so cool like it's such a such a choice casting and he is a really impressive character and and intense actor so like from what i've seen so far i'm really i want to see i want to see what else he's in besides this recent show it's interesting that they're debuting him in ant-man oh totally totally because ant-man to this day has been the the family-friendly comedic throwaway movie of the mcu i really hope they don't do like a watered down king the conqueror because it's sort of he's sort of like a dumb character but then at the same time he's responsible for some of the craziest shit that happens in marvel comics yeah but most importantly he's a time traveling character which means they're gonna fuck with time even more which brings me to i guess my actual last bit of juicy news wandavision on Disney Plus, the Marvel series is officially slated for the end of this year. Yeah. Which, Thank goodness. Once again, another thing other than the Mandalorian that's going to make Disney Plus worth it. Exactly. And that's what they're planning on. Mandalorian what? in October, you rewatch it in November, and then December, probably they fart out WandaVision. So this is actually what I, what I was thinking. I think that because WandaVision's been slated for the end of this year, that. Um, that Falcon the Winter Soldier is probably due around the same time as the Mandalorian. Oh, interesting. You think so? Because yeah, because um Falcon the Winter Soldier was slated for like three months before WandaVision. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So perhaps that had to get delayed like a month. I, I remember seeing it was originally supposed to debut at the beginning of fall, so like September. So oh, we'll we'll see. It might be out sooner than we think. That'd be awesome. I would I mean, love... It looks, it looks like the turnaround is pretty fucking quick from trailers. Like, the Mandalorian trailer came out mid-September. It's due to release on October 30th, so... Yeah, which is a 45-day turnaround. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. especially with production schedules being the way they are, we could probably see that, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out of post-production, and they're just going to fucking drop it right away. Yeah. Or, right. or even... I mean, or even just working on ep- like having the first episodes out of post production and then releasing them weekly 
giving them time to wrap up the the later episodes that they're finishing filming. Yeah. Well, cause like, I mean, people do it, do what the boys did. I mean, some people hated it, but, oh. the, boys, but the boys dropped like a couple of episodes, three, I think. And they're, they're, the rest are weekly. Like people can fucking suck yeah. eggs. You can binge the first three and then like, you can like catch up on the week. Like, I haven't watched, you know, I I haven't watched the boys schedule. season two yet. Yeah, I, I've watched like the first two episodes. I haven't caught up all the way of what's out yet, but uh, so far so good. But I think I think the weekly release schedule is actually like better. Though. I think it's not. I think it's sometimes nice to like not. It, it just like I don't think binging is always great. I think like yeah. I think that once it's all out, it's all out, so you can binge away if you want. But like I mean, I think sometimes it's, it's nice to like let things marinate. You know, it's fun to watch something like Stranger Things in just like a fucking rapid fire like blur because it's like a big movie there's not multiple storylines going on there's not like a overarching plot happening but then we saw with stranger things season three where it left the public eye so quickly Mm -hmm. like it it was huge for like a month and a half but then it disappeared i think that's from a business end the, the problem with the binging it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't keep people excited for an extended period of time versus well, like the Mandalorian. It was like a fucking firestorm every week. When one of those came out. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that, that's exactly what the boys learned uh, from their first season. They dropped it all at once on the first season and everybody binged it super quick. And then was immediately yeah. like, where's that fucking season two? And it's like, do you not understand? It, it, it felt like it was, a, <laughs> it felt like it was a really quick turnaround though. It was shockingly. Same so thing with the Mandalorian. Cool. So yeah. Uh, also yeah i don't know i just i was just gonna, i was just gonna say you're you're kind of right like they're both i think they both just knew that the season second they were going to be popular seasons um season twos were going to be required for both of those shows you know yeah. uh, so. oh i we have one more bit of marvel news before we go into uh movie of the week here but um, supposedly the rights for Daredevil and all the Defenders are going to be going Ooh, up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, sometime this fall, like November or December. Yeah. I can't remember. No, I mean, uh, but I saw this rumor that Charlie Cox is supposedly being approached to like maybe do a rebooted version of, the, of his Daredevil for Marvel, which would Dude, probably be a just Disney Plus series. I would love if they just brought over all the fucking series because disney has the fucking money just pay for the fucking series this probably won't happen because companies that have more money than anyone can fathom are still cheapskates but i would love it if like all the seasons of daredevil and all the defender shows came over to disney plus it would give disney plus a, like a kick in the ass that it needs anyway people will be so excited from that and they would be able to continue these storylines that they really drop the ball on like i mean think like the punisher and jessica jones had endings i guess i didn't watch the last season of jessica jones but i never finished season two of punisher it's been sitting in my queue season two of punisher has like a conclusive ending for the character sort of they can do they can do stuff with him later but it's like that's all you need of his own show there but like there was a cliffhanger at the end of Daredevil season three, Luke Cage season two had a big cliffhanger. Fucking Iron Fist had a cliffhanger, and the second yeah, season right. of Iron a Fist wasn't bad. Iron Fist. The second season of Iron Fist wasn't bad. 
it so i wouldn't be i would be down to see like where I mean, any of the yeah, characters go i agree i would i would love to see all of them just pop up in like in new series ongoing mostly luke cage mostly luke cage and daredevil probably yeah like but uh yeah so i mean who knows man maybe maybe we'll actually see that that'd be fucking dope i'm hoping um but yeah i mean so uh rumors aside though i mean like what what have we got we got we got 10 minutes on this we gotta fire through this shit with 10 minutes yeah dude uh so breaking bad we've been obviously rewatching breaking bad yep okay so we're on this we're on the near the beginning of like season two we're on see i think it was episodes three and four uh basically what we got we got the fallout from the gun the gunfight the gunfight with tuco Starting to delve into Hank's PTSD. Starting to delve into Hank's PTSD. Interesting storyline. Best uh, story. One of my favorite storylines in the show. This the one of the interesting episodes or parts of this uh the, the this couple of these couple of episodes is is Walt's to me like Walt's scheme that he comes up with to cover up the fact that him and Jesse were involved with Tuco is yeah. so in depth and like off the cuff right like yeah. they're walking they're walking away from the scene all fucked up and they just like you know witness some shit and he's just like processing all of this like this big cover-up in his mind and he's like all right jesse let's do this and they pick up a hit he gets hitched and like drop you know like goes and starts this process of being found naked in a fucking store and all this shit which it, is just it, insane it's insane but it shows how how like how deep his like intellect really is i think like he he's a he's a legitimately smart character he's fucking smart and detailed and he's fucking like conniving dude ruthless yeah it's fucking nuts and conversely though as you see him sort of like almost like get vindicated for like for getting away with this the further he sort of does uh he sort of like kind of gets more empowered jesse sort of starts falling in this in these couple of episodes that's something that's something that keeps happening through the show too is like every time that they get that they get out of something jesse gets further alienated and walt keeps getting this rush yeah it's fucking it's bizarre dude and like but it's a pattern I've, i've also been noticing so far which is so like it's just it's interesting that to like notice it this uh, during this rewatch um but like jay jesse like goes through some shit like he gets kicked out of his house because his mom and finds his meth lab in the basement of his house uh oh his, yeah his rv gets towed and walt the RV and, towed is some of the funniest shit yeah and like he loses all of his money throughout all this and walt gives him like 600 bucks in compensation <laughs> which is I just, it's one of those things of just like you want to root for walt but especially when he comes to jesse he just keeps fucking him over he does but then he can but then he brings him back and he's like oh, okay like he treats him like like kind of like a son almost and then he like then he tr- like fucks him over again and it's so it's such a bad pattern of abuse man it's i know fucking crazy it's just it's what like walt he's the most lovable villain in tv it's you know crazy yeah it's crazy uh but yeah, and then like, but my but the crowning moment is when he falls, when Jesse falls through that that porta potty, 
and like gets covered in port and shit and porta potty water and like just like basically just cry as he's crying as he gets into his RV in, in the junkyard and like puts his mask yeah. on. And I was just like, this is such a fucking dark moment though for for his character. It's also, like, but it's also hilarious. It's also hilarious. <laughs> like, so it's that, moments like that that make Breaking Bad bearable because if yeah. it were just people being miserable and terrible criminals, that show would not be as good as it is. Fair There's enough. little moments of levity where you can laugh at Jesse falling into a fucking porta potty because he's a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that well, thing's not gonna be able to support your weight. Like, no wonder. Yeah, no wonder you jackass. Uh, it's true though. But yeah, so it's interesting. It's this this is another couple episodes where you saw that pattern of like one rises, one falls, and particularly yep. Walt rises, Jesse falls. <laughs> yep. I feel like this season two really sets the groundwork for breaking that to just take off. Yeah. Oh, and my my actual favorite part of these two episodes was when they brought in the old man with the bell to interrogate uh, Jesse. Oh, I fucking, I fucking and he just love- looks. He looks. Hank in the eyes and then just and shits himself. Shits. <laughs> I was dude. like, damn, dude, that guy's hard as fuck. <laughs> fucking fucking Xor, he's the best. Dude, he's so fucking hard. <laughs> dude, we'll have to watch oh we're gonna have to watch Better Call Saul after Breaking Bad though. Yeah, I definitely want it. That's actually one of the things that prompted this whole rewatch. I was like, I want to rewatch Breaking Bad and then get to Better Call Saul. I watched the first season of Better Call Saul, but I haven't watched any of the rest of it. So nice. I think it'll yeah. be nice. Uh but the other thing we we watched this week to continue yeah. our our quest for movies of the week, uh, yeah. we what it was uh, the Dark Knight, the the Dark number Knight. two in the in the Nolan trilogy, right? Yeah. Still, the line that makes me laugh every fucking time is my uh, God, man. Is, Who are you going after, Rachel? <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> it's dude i mean like there are moments like i I was thinking about this uh that movie one of the reasons why i think keith ledger's joker aside from his performance uh why his one his character resonates so well is that a lot of the acts that he performed throughout that movie were images and like of of, like buildings blowing up and you know they're terrorist acts of like the buildings blowing up and like and bombs being placed and like threats being made and that was a that was like where people were at particularly after 9-11 yeah i was actually high alert zone yeah dude and and it it, it played off of a lot of the fears of that day it really did and and granted granted i mean like we're still sort of in that phase currently in the world like it's a it's truly a post 9-11 version of that character for sure and And that's one it's interesting it's why these movies feel so grounded too definitely uh, because because people people were were you know afraid of like a super villain yeah. basically you know and, and well, I mean it's one of those things of just like taking a character because I mean the the Joker can get sort of wacky in the comics mm-hmm. but the gist of it is that he's a deranged man who's doesn't have any concerns about killing anyone just to just to create chaos yeah and yeah. just and, to provoke Batman yeah. And in this movie, like, I mean, like I said, Heath Ledger, obviously his performance is legendary and yeah. it, it still stands, stands up perfectly. Oh, it's like, the best it's thing just, about the, it's a, the best thing about the Nolan Batman films. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but you know, like <laughs> the pencil trick still got me. Yeah. I was, I, I was just like that fucking, that fucking scene. I love it. Um, but there's like, there, I mean, there's like some particular like moments that really stood out like during, during watching this like 
I loved the like you saw how badass the tumbler was in the uh, oh fuck yeah dude in the tunnel scene when you know like he like launches in front of the missile and like takes the missile and shit like that and like even before that when he hits the garbage truck and like it's knocks so awesome the garbage, it's just badass and you're just like holy shit dude, that thing is like a mini tank uh, and then and then when the fucking gyro cycle comes out of it yeah the little transformer cycle it's i mean it's 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 fucking it's fun it's fucking cool it's badass it's batman you know one of the like that (laughs) and it has debatably the best practical effect ever put to film with the with the fucking flipping oh my god i was gonna mention that like that still like blew me away i've I've seen that clip so many times i've watched this movie so many times but like that still is just such a badass scene it's so impressive yeah the i will just quickly because this is something that always comes up in conversation about this film what's your how what's your theory on the origin of the joker in this film oh i mean i honestly like that that's i I know i think feel like we've talked about this before but i i don't i've never really like put much thought deep down into the origin of this joker i just i i figured he's a product of the world around him and like that was that to me is just like apparent because of like like i was just mentioning like i think it was just the heightened sense of like shit going on and everything. It just made sense that there would be this person pushed over the edge, but yeah, you know, Dude, like rewatching I'm, this. I'm the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to mention like rewatch rewatching. I rewatched this with like that, the, the military theory and them in the back of my mind. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And, and it kind of, it kind of stands up. Like, I mean, yeah, there are totally some does. specific like lines that kind of would allude to, potential like you know service or something yeah something that something that broke him yeah and it's but then also something that gave him expertise in the terrible acts that he's doing well exactly and and with that in mind and then kind of realizing how it like detailed that that lens of like post 9-11 the post 9-11 world is to the ingrained in this movie i i've kind of figured that really makes sense i yeah. mean it, may, it makes sense to the to the the world that they're trying to paint gotham as uh, that this yeah. this would be a a soldier who maybe like had some shit happen maybe his unit got blown the fuck up and he had some like massive ptsd maybe he saw some shit or whatever the fuck you know yeah. and maybe he came back and was just like fuck the world dude let's let this shit burn <laughs> dude i mean this this film also it's interesting thing and i remember i seen this in a film literature class so the structure of this film is fascinating because it essentially, usually there's the three-act structure in films. It's mm-hmm. opening, middle, and then the falling action or the climax. This has like two whole waves. It's a really long movie in the first place, but it has like, has like the rising action. It has like the inciting incident. It has a climax, but then it drops off and it does the whole thing fucking again. Yeah, It's... And the build in the second half of the film, specifically with the Joker breaking out of prison, starting there, is so intense. It is, dude. So fucking badass. It is so intense. That interrogation scene, every time I watch it, and there's evidence of it throughout the entire movie, but but the the sound effect that they put on Batman's punches. Oh, it's so beefy. It's just... like he just like it just and like the way he sounds when he's when he fucking slams joker's head and it's just like the back and forth that they have between between those two characters is is dude at its like height 
in dude the- that that scene when the uh when the joker's when the joker it's like right the simultaneously happening the joker getting in a fist fight and eventually taking the cop who's gonna beat the shit out of him hostage oh yeah, yeah, yeah. while there's a fucking bomb inside of the dude that blew up like half of the fucking police force yeah it was it was just such a build and then getting going even further and getting into the two-faced stuff mm-hmm. which when i rewatched this i nearly completely forgot about i was like yeah. oh yeah harvey dent's in this movie but it's really good it works really well yeah i remembered it as like a smaller part than it actually was and yeah. i was like damn dude and like it is a small it is like the the, the back half of like what he does as two-faced is like a pretty small kind of the actual two face stuff but but it's fucking powerful dude and like i feel like the, i feel like two face of him oh, taking yeah. that shot and then like it leaking down his chin i remember watching that in theaters and just being like my god that looks so fucking raw dude, <laughs> like, dude i mean like the first like two face it's sort of a character that wouldn't fully mesh with one of the nolan films no and that's it, why that's why I, I don't think he could be a full villain that's why his arc was was kind of perfect because yeah i, I, I mean agree. in that giving world, you giving you sense. the setup of him being a good man being loved by everyone even if at some points he comes off like a bit of a like a douche or like a hack yeah, like there's still some pretension to him but but know. he's like but in the grand scheme of things in that gritty universe where everybody but bruce wayne is a bit of a piece of shit he's still a good man yeah and like so seeing that and that was sort of the point that the Joker goes to is that any man can be corrupted. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be ruined. And like seeing, seeing Harvey Dent fall apart by the end of the film and eventually get killed by Batman. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's and he's like the cherry on top of that. Like the, the fuck the Joker fucking won. He made the Batman kill someone. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and that, that was it. It's like, the Joker, like that. That's the thing that, like, one of the things I love about the ending of this movie is that it 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 doesn't end on a good note. You it's know so I mean? bleak. It's so I fucking mean, bleak. Batman's getting yeah, chased I mean, by the cops for being a killer. Like, you have Gordon's little monologue at the end. Yeah, which, which is which, sort which is sort of positive, but then everything going on, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck. I mean, like Batman's still going to be there to protect him. The cops have no chance of catching him. Yeah. But what's interesting is that, you know, and I remember this when the, after the first time I watched it, I was like, where the fuck are they taking the Joker? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, they caught him now, dude. So what's, actually, next? what's next with the Joker? And that I'll say, I'll that say this like, about The Dark Knight Rises. Um, in the novelization, they actually reference how when Bane breaks everyone out of, of Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. that the Joker gets away. Oh, that's dope. Okay. So well, yeah. They, so he's an Arkham. Yeah. yeah. Little, little little peace of mind there. I just, you know, I, I always wonder every time I watch this movie, beautiful movie, amazing movie. Yeah. I always wonder like what could have been if Heath Ledger wouldn't have passed away. I know. You it's, know what I mean? Like what like would he have still, done a follow up? You know, it's what I mean? still like a really satisfying like they don't have to do more. Oh, absolutely. Dude, this this doesn't even this movie is so like is so cherry it's so mwah, rich and mar like a, like a, it's like that marinara you know what i mean there you the go of it's been a while movies. since we said that on a podcast it has been uh but it's like it's you don't even need the batman begins you don't need the dark knight rises you could have just yeah. made this fucking movie exactly as is and it totally. would have been fucking fine 
Like it would have been. Yeah, I mean, I think like, that's. I think that's why. Like, <laughs> I think it's why people just barely look at this franchise as a franchise. Exactly. You know? I agree. It's it's like it's it's a franchise in character, but like it's not really. It's like Batman Begins is fine. Like Dark Knight Rises is good, and Bane is badass. But everyone loves the Dark Knight. Yeah. So and it's. I remember the uproar. Or I remember hearing about it. The uproar in 2008 when it didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. Which was which was saying something because like now they're still you know in the in that was the, the era, year Iron Man came out. In the it's year, like uh, yeah. You're right, dude. That was the year Iron Man came out. I know. It's like it marked. I feel like the Dark Knight it marked this like shift. You know. Yeah. Pre- I, I think it was like the last. It was one of the movies that came out right before Iron Man. And then Iron Man, along with probably The Dark Knight, really set the trend for what would become like the big pop culture phenomenon of the 2010s. Yeah. Well, because, because, and I think Iron Man, I think Favreau learned directly from watching Nolan's work and seeing that, like, at least taking elements of reality and trying to, like, you know, at least squeeze them into this overall, like, you know, it's like these characters these characters can exist in a relatively real world yeah like give them some give like uh, give them some missiles instead of like a laser on the shoulder you know what i mean like like people it's a little more believable at this point in time but like he can still be in a flying metal suit you know (laughs) yeah i mean that's something that comes to mind that's something i was gonna say with iron man it's like plus iron man totally is in the same way of the dark knight capitalizing Mm -hmm. on the uh on the post 9-11 type deal oh for sure leaning on it and it's leaning on it in a different way yeah definitely uh yeah it's it's fascinating that like this movie it really changed like blockbuster cinema oh fuck yeah yeah i mean dude i just yeah every time i watch this movie i i i you know, I popped in the DVD because I couldn't find it anywhere. So I popped in the DVD and I was like watching that opening sequence of like, you know, where it's, it moves up to the, the side of the building and the window yeah. gets shot out. And I remember hearing that for the first time in the theater. The, like, yeah. And like every time I watch this movie, I think about that memory and how fucking amazing this movie was presented in the theater. That's when Nolan does best. And that's when Nolan is best, man. That's and that, it made me think of his current, you know, film Tenet. And yeah. like how the big that was the big issue was like it's not a movie to be taken in. You can't at, stream it at home, you know, at home necessarily. It's so. like I didn't watch Dunkirk in theaters. I don't think I ever want to because it's not going to be the fucking same. And I remember that was one of the cool things about this movie, The Dark Knight, and the other movies in this trilogy, was yeah. that they finally gave somebody a chance to take a serious crack at it and make it like a good fucking movie. Like not just like, you know, in terms of like cinema and what was going on in cinema, like not, or not just like a, you know, grandiose, yeah. you know, hopeful superhero movie. So it was kind of I an feel interesting. Like the dark, up. the dark Knight was the first movie that you could, you like the first comic film mm-hmm. that you could classify not as a good comic book movie, but as just a good movie absolutely same here like, i would put that not in, in not to, not to discount the x-men films like x2 is no phenomenal. But, they're, but they're superhero movies they're superhero movies yeah. the dark knight was a legitimately good movie yeah and that was a step up from batman begins even and we 100%. know that batman begins had had more of those like those real world superhero elements where like dark knight really became a real world hero and yeah. like i feel and, like the dark knight is nearly the real world plus batman 
Yeah, I agree. It's like it's, it doesn't. It's it, nothing in it feels that fucking unbelievable. Yeah, but but at the same time though, you're just and you you you're just like goddamn, like this dude's a fucking superhero. <laughs> I don't know. It's but like, yeah, in, like, in the same in the same anyway. way as like an, it's like Bruce Wayne. He's just a smart dude with the money to invest in himself to make himself a superhero. Yeah. Pretty Again, much. that's that is the gist of the entire deal with that character. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I, I enjoyed rewatching it. Like, it's always, I'm always glad to have an excuse to fucking watch The Dark Knight. Hell yeah. Um, and I guess The Dark Knight Rises will be next. Uh, I haven't seen that movie for a fucking grip. I know. Now's not the time for fear. <laughs> I'm excited because, like, I, I watch Dark Knight Rises clips all the time on YouTube because it has some of the strongest moments. So I'm excited to see how it holds up overall. Like, I think the opening airplane scene, I, I'm already looking forward to, to watching that. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck, dude. Fuck yeah. Anyway. All right. All right, my friend. I think, dear That's hot dogs, I, I think you've made it all the way through this uh, this raging pod. And Whoa, only <laughs> and five minutes over. Only five minutes over. I think this is episode 48, so like two, 48 minutes. two more and we're up to 50. So Boom. Woohoo. Uh, wow, man. I mean, we covered it. I oh, guess yeah. I'm just going to say uh, be well, hot dogs, and uh, come back for more. Stay hot. Stay hot. <laughs>